Chris is here. Chris is here. Welcome to my personal meeting room, TJ. Um, walk me through your personal... So you're still in New York. What's going on in the meeting room? Um, that's just what Zoom is called. Oh, God, I got it, I got it. Yeah. So. Uh, it's, I, I hear a siren in the background. Is that police? Is that ambulance? What's going on? Yeah, it's coming for me, finally. Uh, no, I, I don't know, Jason. It's, it's the city that never sleeps, the Big Apple. It's, it's quite, quite humid today, feeling like a Spike Lee joint out there. Um, you know, I put the Chris. Don't worry, the cancel police don't have sirens. Oh, they they move in silence like lasagna. I should have known. Uh, but I did walk. You know, I was walking around today. Obviously, I had the cold towel underneath the Yankees fitted. Um, you know, just really. I almost had. I almost believed you for a second until you said the Yankee fitted. <laughs> oh, but it's yeah. It's, it's so you're really keeping it in New York. Yeah, it's really it's really a scorcher today. So it's and it's disgusting. Uh, and I didn't. You know. You're not a jogger, so you don't know this, but like sometimes when it's hot outside and you run, you like really, you have to give yourself basically like over an hour to cool down before you take a shower. It'll just start sweating again. Oh, that's something that I deal with every day. Don't worry. As a, as a sauna boy. Oh, yeah. Good point. I, good I have point. to go, go, I have to go hit the cold shower immediately. And then you just sit there, you know, you do, you know, five minutes in the cold shower. It'll it'll bring you down a lot, but you'll still be I'll still be sweating. I don't like that. Even after spending time, yeah, I mean it's it's a bummer. You need you need that little. I like to feel hour long cool down. I like to feel hella crispy, as you know. So you know, I, I did I did miscalculate. Not a moist lover. No, I'm not. Only in my cakes. Um, I did I did make <laughs> so, I, so I did I did time things a little improperly today, but it's okay. I was sitting in an air conditioned photo studio all day, mm-hmm. so it was fine. I was attached to Wi Fi. That's cool. I went to Mineta Tavern last night and didn't have a single French fry. I would like you to clap for me, please. NHS style. I'm, I'm right now. Yeah. I'm banging <laughs> yes, my yeah. my fryer baskets together in celebration of your boycotting of the cursed frit. They're probably still doing that in, in Silver Lake. All those woke fucking Volvo drivers are, are still clapping. Leave us alone, bro. The- Leave us- <laughs> yeah, speaking of fries, our, our Silver Lake vintage Mercedeses are running off of old fryer grease still. Um, it does have a car seat in the back. I think it's awesome what you're doing for the environment. It's about time you kind of turn things around. I love... Well, sustainability is kind of my thing, so it's important that I talk about it in my personal and professional lives. Sustaining abs does not count, Chris. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. The word has so many meanings, Jason, so sometimes I need people to explain to me which one we're using because I, I get confused. This is why we have our discourse. What's going on over there, King? Um, it is, it is, it's hot over here as well, but, you know, it's we got that Cali breeze, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, but I, I just I just been working and chilling, doing my little thing. Mm. I uh I, w- I went and hit some hit some balls against a large cement wall today. Nice. A little solo time. I know you didn't have time for that. Uh you didn't have time for a Dean Kissick style walkabout. <laughs> no. You didn't have time to write no. write in your pen and your pad at, at Union Square Park, no. unfortunately, but I was able to get a little me time in and much needed. First of all, the pen and the pad only comes out at fucking electric lady and you already know you already know what's going down over there. I hope you're sitting down, brace yourselves. I am one of the white people who's going to Mexico City no. uh this summer. It's it's ha- yeah, I know. Oh, it's happening, um, you know, in a few weeks, maybe two, what three part weeks. Of, I'll be what part down of there. what part of Tulum is Mexico City in? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people 
think that Mexico City is in Tulum, but it's actually not. It's uh, it's actually its whole Shit, own city. That's crazy. Okay, good. Good. I to know. know. It's kind of like when you hear that the ca- the the capital of California is Sacramento. You're like, yeah, what? it throws what is you that? off. Like it doesn't well, even make sense. Yeah, you know, the capital of New York is Albany, bro. So we we're on the same wave, <laughs> bro. Exactly. Same fucking vibes. Yeah, we um, you know, so I'm just doing a little itinerary planning, making sure we get that reservation at Contramar. Thanks to um, friend of the show Andy's uh, Amex Amex Concierge I've been was to able these, to I've pull to these, down the res. I've been to these little spots before. They're all right. It's a lot of foam. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm all set. You know, I, I'm more into. I don't know if you're familiar with the Mexican street food, you know, but I'm kind of more into that vibe. Uh, Contramar is not a foamy place. I won't be visiting Pujol. Pujol. Oh no, I'm sorry. That's where I went. That's where I went. That's the foam joint. That's where I ate crickets. They were they were they that's where they asked me. I was like, I'm vegetarian. They were like, What about insects? I'm like, bitch, what? You hit him with the W H E T, didn't I you? I did, and then I but I did have a I did have a salad that I, I guess had some cricket protein in it and it, I didn't notice. So I don't know why they had to ruin it by asking me. Yeah. You you going to a tasting menu in a foreign country, it's already a recipe for disaster, pun intended. It's never gonna work out for you. You have no interest in a dry aged mole i'm not a big mole are you a big mole guy i enjoy the complexities of a mole that's for damn sure but only when it's really good i i prefer i think my favorite is uh, a less popular one but you know not to be slept on it which is the pistachio mole it's a beautiful light green color it feels almost alien but the flavors of pistachio and mole it is curious on the tongue oh i didn't Give it a shot if you ever see it on a menu. I didn't know that. I didn't know. I didn't know that existed. Is that is that common or or v rare? It's not common. I've only seen it at a couple different restaurants. But if you do see it, make sure you order it. But speaking of food, some listeners sent me sent me a piece of news involving um, the boy rapper Drake. He uh, he was spotted eating some of the uh, the world's most mid hot fried chicken, Dave's. Hot chicken? Have you did you see Drake doing this, Chris? Yeah, of course. I mean, are you really are you really surprised that Drake's eating habits are mid? I mean, it's like kind of like no, I am not. And of course, a situation to me, but I don't. Also, though, isn't hot chicken just totally played out in general? I think so, but I also think that kind of white food people are not really allowed to talk about it because it is a dish that originated, I believe, down in the South in African American culture. And then it was definitely co-opted by foodies all across the world. And even like literally within a one mile radius of my house in suburban Glendale, you know, there's a dozen hot chicken places and they're all, they all feature like emoji artwork and they all have terrible names. But where did the, (laughs) where did the trend, where did the trend originally stem? Is it, is it in Nashville? Is that real or is it? Yeah, it started in Nashville Literally, it's like a hundred years old, but it was never really popularized. A hundred years old? Uh, according to the wiki, the earliest forms of hot chicken were found uh, in like 1930. Shit. Uh, but off, oh, yeah, in, in the 30s, often in, in black communities, and there's a place called Prince's Hot Chicken. That's one of the OGs. I think there's like Hattie Mays or something like that. But yeah, Hattie B's, sorry. Is it any good? And, and of course, Drake went to, I mean, why would Drake go to the cut like he's they probably got it brought to him you know but what do these people want with drake like what are they is that just like oh he's eating mid chicken haha is that it yeah that's it that's all it is that's all it is but you know people people are like oh you know me being a 
a food enthusiast, you know, they probably just want to see me roasting this fried chicken. Broasting, as it were. Damn, okay. But yeah, there isn't really much there isn't really much going on there other than uh, a great opportunity to make fun of Drake, and that is an opportunity that I will jump on at any given moment. I know that you are not quite as eager to do that, but still. No, I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm quite as eager to do it, but I also just don't think that a man's taste in food, I can't clown him for that. I, I don't care. I do. It says a lot about a person. And, you know, I knew Drake was lame before, and it's further solidified with his taste in hot chicken. So you're chicken. saying Dave's, are you, are you saying Dave's is, so Dave's is lower than Howlin', Howlin' Ray's? In my opinion, yes. Okay, okay. Is Dave's, is Dave's the lowest? Is Dave's like Wendy's? It's definitely, it's definitely not the lowest. Like I said, there's a dozen places in my neighborhood that are just truly awful. And I mean, you can tell they spent $8,000 on building their restaurant. Okay, there's a place called Ragin' Hot Chicken. There's Cluck and Blaze. Cluck Chick and next Blaze door. is fine. Angry, <laughs> Cluck. Angry Chicks with a Z. Bougie Chicken. Anyway, if you like hot chicken, great for you. Yeah, yeah. If you, um, if you have a hot chicken that's better than Holland Ray's, please let me know. Yeah, yeah. We, we, yeah. And I'll go get myself a mild. That's what we want to hear about. That's what we want to talk about on this podcast is hot chicken. Thanks for that, Jason. <laughs> um, we do have a guest today, friend of the show, Paul Kupo, who is, is – I hung out with him recently. Kupo. And it was very fun. And he he's a wild, wild cat. We'll see about that. Chris, I know you've had a tough life and things are starting to wind down you know you've you have a busy day you have a busy work schedule you know at least let's get one thing done and in the books and let's uh let's get that life insurance taken care of chris did you know that policy genius will compare the quotes of over one dozen top insurance insurers all in one place why would you want to compare them because up to 50% off can be saved on your life insurance by comparing these quotes with Policy Genius. That is $1,300 more per year on your life insurance by using Policy Genius to compare the policies. Chris, what would you buy with $1,300 if you had the opportunity? Oh, probably like one really nice pair of pants, to be honest. But as since I'm staring death in the face i should probably go to policygenius.com where in minutes i can work out how much life insurance coverage i need and compare personalized quotes uh, to find the best price and when i'm ready to apply i've also been told the policy genius team will handle all the paperwork and scheduling they'll never sell my information and they don't add on any extra pesky fees like some of these little other policy people and yeah you will need to figure out a nice pair of pants to buy to be buried in as that date is approaching shortly so so make sure you head to policygenius.com to get started. It'll just take a couple of minutes to apply. Policy Genius, when it comes to insurance, it's nice to get it right. What are you fucking, what are you blowing on, Chief? A puff bar, a candy flavored puff bar. Are those the ones that you throw away when you finish? Or excuse me, recycle? Yeah, they're all ones you throw away. Jewels are over. These are disposable vapes. And you're a member of Vape Nation, so Jewel is over. We're only doing pre-roll throwaways. Right. Like, why would you want to charge something? Like, that's not sanitary. <laughs> Charging something is pretty fucking stupid. Why would you add another thing? For something that costs $19, let's just get the throwaway. Mm -hmm. If it's a vape that you're going to pass down to your generation, you know, the, something to give the grandkids, uh, then that's one thing. Something to complain about losing all, like, all day long on Twitter. I've been out of the vape game for a while. I used to be a pretty heavy jeweler, creme brulee. Mm. But, I'm, yeah, you like that. But it, I'm, I'm back to regular analog cigs. And it seems like there's been a lot of technological advancements in the vape game lately. You, you have some, you know, wild 
exotic pieces. Like what's been going on in the vape world? I kind of miss it. Well, I still smoke cigs very regularly. So vape is for when I'm like indoors or for when I want like a snack. I stopped really eating candy. Welcome to the club, King. Vapes take the place of candy. So this is your appetite suppressant. Mm-hmm. So when you get a hankering for some Skittles, some runts, etc. Literally. Tastes way better than gummy bears. <laughs> Fruit flavored, like they're colorful. What flavor are you rocking with, though? <laughs> yeah, it looks like a damn... First of all, guys, just so you know, Paul's in bed with a do-rag on, and he looks like he's fucking sucking a <laughs> sucking a highlighter or a glow stick. I just want to paint the picture, because that's, that's behind the paywall type beat. If the lights are off, you'd see that it also glows when I do that. Shit. What kind of do-rag is that, by the way, real quick? This is a uh, Telfar. Okay. Shout-outs to Telfar. The number one designer on the planet. <laughs> designer designer do-rags. I, I, I didn't know. I didn't know he made... I thought he had pivoted to accessories only. I guess a do-rag is an accessory. No, he does full He does full clothing. It's just the bags are the things that really... Uh, that's been the takeoff. But, what store, I mean, that's but Paul, like. what store can I walk into and cop Telfar off rack? That's a good question. What store can you walk into in general? I haven't been to a clothing store <laughs> in like two years. You make years. a good point. You make a good point, Paul. What, what, which online retailer can I call my personal shopper and have them send me Telfar and XXL? You got to do it direct from the Telfar site. Oh, he's a DTC. Oh, so he's, yeah. he's like Everlane, but cool. I get it now. DTC and probably Essence, but like you can't trust like a buyer from Essence to like do a good job you can't you, why not? you look surprised but you can't why not paul because buyers are the least creative people in the fashion industry <laughs> they're the people that never made it are you saying it's a numbers game paul are you saying it's a numbers game i'm saying it's a it's a lame game <laughs> i'm saying <laughs> i'm saying that they never they never made it in any aspect of the fashion industry so they like then become do like not these, talk like, about buyers. do not come on this podcast and talk about <laughs> diet prada like that do not talk about <laughs> diet prada like that on this podcast they're friends of the show but also paul those people the, in the world of sales and buying and everything you have to agree that they're necessary for the whole thing to work right but then what happens is the buyer is the final say in all of the hard work that the designer has done all year mm-hmm. so it's like the designer works with a ton of people designing a collection then you know plans like this show that they work with another ton of people and then they, maybe they get rev- good reviews maybe they don't but like the final say in that process is these like anonymous people that are just like, I'll just take 112 black t-shirts because that's what moves quick. Oh, well, I mean, I think that uh, you have to buy deep, obviously, and and your assortment has to be, you know, covering across the, uh, across the offering, as they say in the biz. But I mean, it sounds like you've had some bad experiences. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> are there any stores that you think have good, creative, interesting buys? I would say that probably... Or that can afford to do that? Don't say the broken arm or some obnoxious shit like that. Nah, the broken arm sucks. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I knew Paul would fire some shots at a little Solomon dealer over there. Nah, the broken arm is cool. I mean, Essence is like okay oh god i hope you don't have a huge buyer listening fan base we do paul we do (laughs) yeah that's our number one demo essence is i barney's was the fucking worst barney's was the worst buyers (laughs) in history specifically the men's buyer it's like he would like pop up in sales appointments you want to say his name you want to say his name on the podcast you want to really fire Mm -hmm. shots paul 
No, he already lost his job. <laughs> he already lost his job. Barney's literally Good doesn't point. exist anymore. What more can you do? Yeah, what more can you do? Barney's thought they were like the girls. They were like going to decide who's in fashion, who's not, who's on the sales floor, who's next to Virgil, who's next to Heron Preston. And look where they are now. Paul, so far, we're all, we've only been podcasting for six minutes, and this is already... My girlfriend's favorite <laughs> podcast episode. She doesn't know it yet, but she is going to worship this episode from start to finish. I'm going to chill. I'm going to chill out of it. No. See, Jason, you can't do that, Jason. You can't gas him up this early. Now he's going to Now he's gonna take his foot off. Nah. Full throttle, baby. Paul, you seem like the kind of guy who might have gotten in a fight in a work setting. Is that possible? I actually did get in an argument recently at work, which is probably my first. In general, I'm pretty chill at work. I'm an incredible boss. I'm like so good i'm sorry wait hold on hold on you're you you have employees yeah is that are, is that weird damn i'm trying to come work for you i think i have a lot to learn i don't have direct employees but when i work on you know one of the hundreds of various projects i work on i usually have a <laughs> staff of people paul doesn't not manage teams mm-hmm. well paul where where is your day job where where do you where do you work at for our listeners at home so right now i am back at hood by air which is a fashion brand that I was a fashion director of for like six years. And then it went on hiatus and, you know, everyone kind of branched off and did their own thing. And now we're all sort of back at Hood Bay or trying to, trying to get it popping again so you guys got that cash app money and now we're we're moving moving again yeah but you know cash app money like i don't know the numbers but i'm guessing it was probably like a hundred to two hundred thousand dollars which like that ain't enough it goes like fucking nothing that'll barely buy a roll of burlap in this town right literally I think I would look great in some new hood by air. I'll seed both of you. You need some regular looking white straight guys with polo shirts on from Uniqlo to line the front rows of that show. Have you? A little diversity. Have you been into a Uniqlo recently? Uh, Probably like a month ago. Yeah. What's up? I shut that shit down. <laughs> I mean, I went, into, I went into Uniqlo two days ago for like the first time in a year. What did you cop? I like the uh, air, the air, airism um, mesh tanks. Okay. Just some basics for summer. Just some basics. Everything else was kind of was kind of trash in Uniqlo right now. I don't know what their like shorts silhouette is. The short story is not good. And I'm a heat tech shawty. Oh yeah, I fucking love heat tech. What's the polos given right now? Because I was I was looking at I was looking at a polo and I was like, should I get this or is this going to be like too like nipply? <laughs> Well, I mean, I have to say the the bigger the pecs, the better the polo fits, right? Because then it lays. Yeah, unless right you're there. going o- unless you're going oversized, um, which which obviously changes the equation. So, I, I, well, first of all, you you were having doubts about the polo shirt because of its nippliness, <laughs> but no problem getting the mesh tank top <laughs> where you can literally see the nipples through holes. No, 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 because the mesh tank top is uh is is more perforated, like micro perforated. So the shading that comes with the protruding nipples through like a a sheath a a silken sheath of fabric it diffuses the nipple Mm -hmm. shadows in such a way and the polo it really magnifies them especially if you have a white crispy polo it's it's nips all day it's it's nipples protruding uniqlo still does uh japanese sizing so i wear an extra large in just like everything i buy no matter what and a Uniqlo extra large is like a fucking medium in like every other company. Is that because you're very buff or are you just a larger framed person or uh, are you fat? 
uh, maybe all three. <laughs> all three, a little bit. Of no, I'm like, I'm like, I'm, I, I'm not that tall. I'm like five eleven, and uh, I'm from New York. I don't know. I like, I wear oversized clothing. No, you do. You do appear to be brolic. <laughs> the problem is the the real fucking problem is I went into Foot Locker two days ago, and I was just like, I asked the girl, I'm like, oh, do you have tall tees? And she was just like fuck is that what, what what year is it like what did you just say to me i'm like you know just like just like t-shirts just like you know they had stacks of t-shirts and like every color that was like you know two or fourteen dollars and you could like get like a xl or like a 4xl and she was like looking at me like she had no idea number one Damn. if they ever had Fucking that Gen even Z. i used to buy tall tees back in the day i'll go to champs get a little five pack or something like that some threes some fours yeah it felt, it felt good to wear a big heavy thick oversized shirt didn't it mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> i'm back to wearing like t-shirts and basketball shorts which is what i had do in the beginning of the summer when i try to like figure out how like how i'm supposed to look in the summertime what your story is going to be for this season what the story is and then it just becomes like mesh basketball shorts and like t-shirts or like my new mesh looks you're a big mesh guy i'm getting that Mm -hmm. yeah when i hung out with you you were wearing a full uh, a champion sweatsuit with a raf clutch sporty and rich well we had to take off our fucking shoes at that party which is like the rudest thing you could do to a person yeah i was wearing um (laughs) i was wearing a champion crew neck which is always just the perfect piece of clothing i was wearing a champion crew neck sweatpants Mm -hmm. i was wearing a tom ford gucci leather blazer (laughs) i didn't see that part i apologize well you well you also you also didn't get my name right when you when you name checked me on your show yeah that was pretty funny that was pretty funny i'm sorry about that josh Josh. i'm sorry (laughs) josh josh from patrick's podcast (laughs) so I'm sorry about my co-host. I'm Paul. sorry, That's Paul. Because kind of also, up. Paul, we, I thought we had a great time, and I so I really felt bad. It, it's like I, I really felt bad because I had a great time with you at that 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 party because it was one of the weirdest parties I've ever been to. Good. And yeah, I feel like you were you were so weird. You helped shepherd me through it in a way, and and like it just I, I felt comfortable in your in your like being surrounded by you there. Oh, thank you. So you you mentioned this that there was shoes off mandatory, and this is in a white person's house, right? This was in a very very white person's house. <laughs> They're so white; their last name is Glass. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, shout out to Sean. Big fan of the show. We're fucking with you, Sean Glass, baby. Whitest man in the game. Shout out to Sean, but like the thing about this is the thing about rich people. Air it out, Paul. Air it out, Paul. That was my fr- that was my first party at, at his house. He's he's super cool guy. Obviously, his house is the fucking bomb, and he's super like uh welcoming and inviting into his home. His screening, his screening room is like undefeated as like a screening room, except <laughs> Except, no matter how much money you have, no one has pays for streaming services. So we were there for an SNL party. Oh, I forgot. We were there for an SNL party. I about this. And it's it's like eleven thirty, and they're like fiddling with the remote, being like, "How do we watch SNL?" I'm like, I'm like, don't you guys like have like apps for this shit? And I was the only person in the room <laughs> that like had like I pay for YouTube TV, so I had to like mirror screen my youtube tv to the projector which was fine except for it was like saturday night and like that's when my phone's like really blowing up 
So like all my friends. Uh, if I remember, like, if I remember correctly, if I remember correctly, Paul, that's tough. Your phone was not blowing up with messages. You were trying to check your crypto wallet as Musk came onto the screen, and then it did fuck up the stream. If I remember correctly. Now we're talking. No, no, no. It was it. It was I was having someone else check the crypto because I couldn't check that. But then my friend Zach kept trying to FaceTime me, and then it would like disconnect from the whole thing because that was also the night that my good girlfriend Telfar just purchased a new home so he was having like his housewarming rage let me let me paint a picture i i left that party i left the party with paul i probably left there at 11 30 11 45 paul what time did your night in that that night i was trying to leave before snl was over and azalea azalea banks the the host of this event was like you're not you're not fucking up my party like you're not leaving if you're streaming. But Paul, this. no, what I'm saying, yeah, what I'm you saying, you became Paul the is, AV tech and you had to stick around. I left until the, the show. Was what over. time That's does tough. SNL end? One, one, yeah, one. Paul, what time did you get home to your house? Is what I'm getting at. Six thirty, seven a.m. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Thank you. That's so you left the SNL activation hosted by Azalea Banks, presented by Glass Industries, and then you went over. So you're so you're sitting there like I'm over here using my fucking iPhone to stream this shit, and I could be at Telfar's housewarming party. What a pickle that I'm in. Uh huh. I mean, but luckily, you know, like we have Uber, Team Uber over here. Um, <laughs> we have Uber, so it was. You're one of those people that uses Uber. Oh, never. I'm Team Never Lift. And I'm also team never let someone else get an Uber for me because they're not diamond status like I am. So the quality of the car will be lower. They'll show up in that Corolla, Corolla smell like French fries and you're not doing that. No, no, no. It's, I'm, I love a Corolla. I love a Camry, (laughs) but I like, um, I, I like. Love is a strong word for a Corolla, Paul. Love a Camry. Sure. I love a Camry. I fuck with a Corolla, but I love a Camry. Love a Camry. But I need like I need them to be like diamond status, which just literally just means that their car is like not disgusting. How does one earn diamond status on Uber? Do you just have to have such a high rating and a frequency of of rides? It's probably less about your rating and more so the dollar amount you spend on it, which I spend. Mm. I I work so I can take Uber. <laughs> That's your that's your Zen space. Yeah, that, like literally, literally, that's like that's why I work so hard because I never want to take a subway again. <laughs> I am w- absolutely with you. I love going to New York and never taking a subway. If I can't walk there, I'm going to Uber it. That's just what it is. I do want to get back into the subway culture again because I hear that subways since the pandemic are like lit again, like literal dicks are out again okay so when you say subways are lit you're talking about being able to fuck guys no i'm talking about um okay i'm talking about, <laughs> I'm talking about you mean you mean like a you mean like a crazy guy exposing himself I'm, on the yes subway. i'm talking about sexual assault i'm sorry let me clarify <laughs> understood understood the sexual assault is back baby <laughs> okay and that's and you want to be a part of that is what you're saying i'm saying that i don't enjoy being a part of it i actually enjoy being so revolted by it when it happens (laughs) you animal Ugh, how how <laughs> dare you? Ugh, I would never. You put that stinky cock away right now or else you're in big trouble. <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> okay, Paul, when you're in the Uber, are you a talker or are you a No. Oh my god, no. I I really I really really am not. It's just 
it's such a mixed bag with like what they're gonna say and if you like open those flood floodgates you have to yeah like, it's dangerous it's you gotta dangerous. figure out what character you're gonna play like i guess i like look a certain way and then i like talk a certain way so it's like i'm straight i'm gay i'm straight i'm gay you know so it's like they'll be like they'll just start saying stuff i don't know also like i've never had a conversation in a cab or a car that hasn't led to like a sexual proposition what really like you really <laughs> as as a cali lyft driver you already know that i'd be talking through every single ride <laughs> and i and nothing sexual has ever been proposed to me whatsoever cali is different okay new york girls could new york girls could vouch for this like okay. cab drivers and i mean yellow cab drivers it's like forget about like it's a movie yellow cab drivers are horny walk us through <laughs> walk us through one of walk us through a yellow cab driver trying to get some dick from you on a on just a regular saturday night ride i mean i haven't taken a, a, a yellow in a while but like the cabs that like sit outside of gay bars and gay clubs and popping areas like mm-hmm. they sit out there waiting for specific clientele faggots gay people sorry I can't say faggots. I can't say faggots with two straight guys. <laughs> Not allowed. You just did. So so if you're a desperate guy and you're looking to catch a, some wounded prey, you'll park the yellow cab 4 a.m. in front of a gay bar and hopefully uh, an unsuspecting young man will come in and he can take advantage of it. Right. And it's like, oh, do you want to sit in the front? Like, no, I don't. I just want to go home. <laughs> like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I want to go home and eat my Trader Joe's mochi alone. What kind of place is that? <laughs> what kind of people are that? And you're just like, it's a gay bar. Oh, and what kind of guys are there? You're like, <laughs> what kind of people? Gay guys. And like, oh, <laughs> oh so so you've never you've never had a wife and you're just like no have you and then they're like yeah of course i have a wife and then they're and then they're just like being like you want to sit in the front and you're just like like will it do i get a discount like um <laughs> i think these are some i think i think if you were a straight guy that wanted to have sex with a gay person or try it out it probably used to be a lot easier but nowadays it's not so much you have to work a little bit harder for it. I think be, they might be under the assumption that just being straight is enough to get some dick. Oh, uh, yeah. 99% of the time, that's probably true, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been told that before. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure, but thank you for confirming. Mm-hmm. Actually, I have some big news that I, I maybe I can world premiere on your show. No better place. Yeah, there's no better place. Yeah. So I was, I was recently named the gay marshal. Um, the head, the head gay marshal of all of gay pride everywhere. What all of gay pride? <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm in charge of the you know the I mean the guest list of who's invited and who's not invited to gay pride because we're literally know. though literally whose di- whose dick did you suck? Literally whose dick did you suck? Because <laughs> um, that sounds like a big title for you. How does one get appointed to that <laughs> position? You just have to be. You just have to be so so gay. <laughs> <laughs> You have to be remarkably gay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but I'm saying, is it, do they just send you an email and say, like, congratulations, you're the gayest person we've ever met, you are the mayor, or do you have to go interview, do you have to submit yourself Is there a board position? of directors? Yeah, is there a board of directors? They're, I think they just tweeted it. <laughs> <laughs> they just tweeted you. Yeah. That is the gayest way to let somebody know they have uh, a job, right? So wait, what, that. Paul, what are your... 
What are your responsibilities? I decide who's invited to Gay Pride this year. Because, you know, like, uh, there's a lot of people not invited to Gay Pride. Like, the police are... Cops and gay people, actually. Cops and uglies? Nah, no, uglies. Uglies are... The uglies are invited. So you're talking about, to like, an actual, like specific party or event or because anyone can just show up to like the pride festival right <laughs> yeah the parade's public and there's the conundrum of who's invited <laughs> and who's not there's no actual event there's no actual event that re- involves anyone going into something or <laughs> leaving it so just like being the president of anything it's not really a job it's not really a job <laughs> but still an exciting thing to receive and are you going to put this in your Twitter bio? Or is this an accolade that will be in your Instagram bio? I think what Paul's saying is he gave himself this title. Is what I'm starting to is what I'm starting to take. I don't know if that's true. Yeah, don't you know that like that's how you get jobs? You just give yourself a title, and literally it just happens. You just have to read the secret. Uh-huh. I was hoping there was a gay governing body that knighted you on Twitter, but unfortunately, uh-huh. it's just self appointed. Well, I mean, self appointed. It's still. Are you going to let people know the rules um, via Twitter as well? I will. I. I. I will be yeah i'm just making a joke about the gay discourse on twitter right now where they're like you're invited they're not invited but it's just like (laughs) so are the cops are the cops definitely going to come yes because it's the streets of new york and the cops can go anywhere they want so it's it's uh it's pretty silly to say that the cops are no longer invited it's like really like but i have a question i have a question because cops like is that like hot to you i mean men are hot you know like yeah, like of, of of course they're hot, but it's like I probably would never actively I would never actively like pursue a police officer. I would be I would be like disgust I would be like disgusted by that mentality yes, yes. that goes into like wanting that to be your job. Like I wouldn't be into that because I would I wouldn't be into that power dynamic. Like it would be cute for like a second, but it's like being like a literal cop. It's like. <laughs> yeah yeah i think yeah f- if you're gonna fuck a cop that's a one-nighter mm-hmm. it's not a it's not a relationship yeah i was literally just gonna be like oh have you guys ever fucked a cop but then i realized who i was talking to <laughs> they have female cops but the yeah i didn't want to no. i didn't want to i didn't want to blow up jason's spot but he did for a short time date a female officer uh from san bernardino um did you really and it did not end well, <laughs> it did not end well for him she was asian don't worry she was asian this is not true you dated an asian co- police officer <laughs> No, uh, no. I mean, sometimes I felt like they were cops, but no, that's never, they never had a they never had a badge and a gun. Uh-huh. <laughs> I do like a man in a uniform, though. I got blood pumping through my veins, don't I? Yeah, uniforms are always cool. What's your favorite uniform on a man? What's your favorite uniform on a man? Tom Brown, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> so you like gay men he likes men that are so gay that they're straight <laughs> which is literally what men are like now it's less even about like how straight guys dress and it's more so about how straight guys actually act because any single generation younger than mine is just like i feel like they're all too fluid yeah i feel like i a lot of straight guys i know it's like it's fine and it's cool but it's like they're so open with gay people that like you kind of think like are you are we dating like are are, are you actually my man are you just having fun or are you are you attempting to cross a line right are you are you trying to put your toe into this jacuzzi because no one has sex anymore so so like 
sex is over, <laughs> like that doesn't exist anymore. So it's just like you'll be like chilling with like your your like straight guy friends, and you're just like, oh wait, we're like we're dating. Like, you're my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I was on set with a kid last week. Um, he was 11 years old. Total fucking monster. Like <laughs> the worst, the worst <laughs> kid you could you could ever imagine being around. Was he a model? Was he a, a talent? He was. He was a talent. Yeah. Key grip. He was. Uh, I mean, he was a cool kid because he was like so headless. Like he was like such an asshole, and he was like blowing up people's <laughs> spots, and he was like bullying people, and he was like the center of attention. But uh, I was looking through his skin. At the very least, entertaining. He was very, he was very, very entertaining. So I was looking through his sketchbook. So he's flipping through the pages, and it's like all like monsters and like eyes with galaxies in it. It was cool. I mean, I was kind of like, oh, this is cool that like kids still like draw in a sketchbook. Like this is cool. Like this kid's cool. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, who's that guy? Like what is like what's his story? And he was like, why would you just assume the gender of this drawing? And I was, no, like, dude. And I was like, oh shit. And then I realized. I realized he was actually trolling and I was like, oh, this kid's like, I'm like, this is how like kids joke. Like, this is crazy. Like, this is like way beyond like. That's too advanced for an 11 year old. Is this a famous person's child or a rich person's child? This is a little brother of an urban talent. So a, a, rap, a rapper's younger uh, family member. If an 11 year old trolled me with a joke like that, like, I wouldn't know how to handle I mean, I'd, I would be a f- yeah. mad at myself. I'd be upset. I'd feel old. I'd be amazed. I'd be like, you are amazing. And then also I could tell he was like the cunts. So I was like, is this kid the cunts? But like, you can't say that, say that to an 11 year old. But he's also like kind of a bully. And he's also seems like really cool. I'm just like, is this like what like school is like like the cunts are like the most popular kids in school and like the bullies and just like the ringleaders of everything yes i mean it's much different than when i was in school it's good to see bullies coming back was he dripping yeah how far head to toe yeah he, he i think he was wearing like like super dry maybe i think he was wearing like a super dry tee he was wearing what i like put him in because i like actually put him in a, a look mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what would you if you could style me and jason what would you put us in I'm not answering that question. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know y'all that well to be to be because if you said because if you said if you answer. said if you said super dry, I was going to hang up. So I was giving you the opportunity. Well, to, I don't to know make what you wear. Grave. Maybe what do you wear? Right I wear now? a Vetmont head to toe. <laughs> I dress like a classic American man. Think Ralph Lauren. Hold on, let me let me do my troll. Let me put on my <laughs> my my crisp black glasses. <laughs> Wow, you wearing glasses is a such a transformation. Isn't it so gross? I don't even need them. They're not they're literally not even real. They don't do anything. You become a lawyer in five seconds. I used to do it for uh for for, for Zoom calls during the pandemic, like just put on like fake glasses, literally just so I didn't look so tired and you couldn't tell that I like just woke up. Like just so you would like get that glare so you like wouldn't see under my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's a good that's a good zoom tip. and then sometimes i do wear them at work but it's like i definitely don't wear glasses but you actually do get treated differently when you wear glasses welcome to my life uh, that's the only reason i get any respect out here is, but i need them to see I'm, I'm very blind people treat you differently when you wear pants instead of shorts all the time too i'm starting to learn that has moved mountains for me mm-hmm. i mean i'm wearing shorts again i I, ne- I never wear shorts but i'm like trying to wear shorts again and like see what that feels like again why shorts are cool i don't know you, you, i always think that like once you reach a certain uh age or 
again, trying to, like, be respected in, like, work environments. It's like, do people want to see my legs right now? Is it is it true that you also dabble in some DJing, Paul? No. People keep asking me if I'm a DJ, like, specifically, like, today and yesterday, because I, I'm... I do have a top billing with the DJs on this uh, boat party next week. So people are like, are you DJ? That's why I was asking. So you're you're just a host. I'm just, so just I'm a just host. a host. Yeah, but I mean, maybe I'll D de- maybe I'll DJ. Like I could DJ. Anyone could DJ. Good point. It's not hard. Yeah, I feel like you would have you. I feel like you would make a great DJ. <laughs> it's, not, it's not. It takes a daytime to learn, a lifetime to master. Just like fashion, you know. What yeah, I mean? you should. You should ask DJ them jeans. You have him right here. If you need any tips for how to party rock, he can definitely text you some. I actually, I, I actually, sh- I want to learn how to DJ. Have have Mazer Bates give you a tutorial or something. You know what I uh-huh, mean? When he throws me off the boat. <laughs> what is the reason for this boat party? What is the reason for this boat party? Um, my friend Nick, my friend Nick Haddad is throwing it, and was texting me the other day. He's like, um, um, I can't come hang out. I'm like, I'm working, and I'm like, mm, you don't have a job. <laughs> and then he's like, I'm planning this boat party, and I'm just like, oh, like, can I host? And he's like, yeah, of course. So I became a host on the boat party. What kind of music do you listen to, Paul? Um, DMX, 50 Cent, Lloyd Banks. DMX. I don't listen to 50 Cent, no. <laughs> That's too bad. 50 Cent. I, I've been playing some 50 Cent. I told Jason this on my runs, and it really hits, man. Really? I have an older brother who's three years older than me. So, you know, we've spent our lives always being complete opposite of each other, but also, like, living for each other. He was, like, the early hip-hop head. He was, like, the early, like... Snoop Doggy Dog, NWA, like that's like when all that was just coming out, and he was like the early adopter of that, and I was like Ace of Base, and like I love Ace of Base. Ace of Base was my first, my first favorite band. It was my first CD, and then it immediately turned into uh, like the Smashing Pumpkins, and like then I became like really into like alternative and like being like sad and depressed. So me and my brother always had like the complete polar opposite of music taste. But, I mean, obviously, I'm not, like, a hermit, but I grew up in New York, so obviously, like, hip-hop, like, I knew, like, what what was happening. Were you at the club, like, young, young? Y- yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Why? Why? I don't understand why that took so much thinking. Well, because, like, I, like, like, from a, from an early age, I would, like, go to shows, and, like, I would go to, like, hardcore shows, and I would go to, like, punk shows, so that's, like, technically. Wait, hold on, hold on, Paul. You were at hardcore shows? Yeah. H2O. I used to I used to go to Tramps a lot. H2O. I used to like live at Tramps. Tramps is my favorite venue. It was Tramps and the Continental was my favorite venue. Actually, no, I'm lying. Coney Island High was my favorite venue, then Tramps, then the Continental. Um, but yeah, I used to go see like, I don't know, anytime like the Bouncing Souls played, I was like there. I knew you were an OG, but damn, you're really blowing my mind now. Yeah. It's, there's a lot of twists and turns in the Koopo story. I, I recently found all these um, cassette tapes that I would record on my Talkboy because uh, me and my best friend, we would we would call the venues and we made up our own uh, like zine that was called Skank. And we'd be like, oh, can we interview? Can we get backstage so we can like interview them for our zine? And we like literally never made a zine, but we did interview them on this Talkboy. So I have all these cassettes of like these random bands, and that's amazing. Maybe one day I'll make my zine. <laughs> it's that's what the world needs right now is another zine. I think that's a great idea. I don't know. Are you? Are you? You know, you told me some stuff about your brother that was very interesting. I don't know if you're if, if you're okay to talk about that, but I would love to. 
He's a cool. He's a cool guy. I I love I love the guy. No, when you were telling me about your brother, I was like, I need to build with this guy. I'll drive to whatever borough you guys live in for dinner. My treat. <laughs> my my brother have has some very exotic uh, tastes in uh, in women. Tell Jason what kind of chicks he favors. I'm listening. He likes sixty, like sixty five and sixty five and up. That's like his like prime. That's like the prime. He's a mature a mature man. He he is not a mature man. He is a, he is a very <laughs> very immature man. He's a granny chaser, as they say. Yes, he lo- he loves it. Okay, older the berry, the sweeter the juice is his motto. Older, like no makeup, sag. Like he like lives for that. I mean, it's like very clearly mother issues, but we're <laughs> definitely can't get into that now. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it. So you showed me some because you when we were talking about this. You showed me some pictures, and I was like, "Oh shit! This you're you're for real." Like it really, it's this. No, is not it's a game. real. People like always think I'm like exaggerating about it. But I'm like, no, it's like very real. And like he's like completely open about it. And he like, I mean, my brother is like very open about everything to the point where it's like he'll give you way too much information and details that like you definitely don't want to know. But um, yeah, he has like my brother has like zero shame at all. I mean, not that he should have shame for like only fucking like. Mm-hmm literal elderly people like whatever it's cool he doesn't judge me i don't judge him we probably have that in common because i i I don't think that i have much shame i'm not very embarrassed about anything or like ashamed of anything i I want you to tell the listeners about your podcast um just so they can you know check it out look into it you know what what can they expect to hear on on your show two of the two of like literally the most annoying gay voices you've ever heard in your entire life that uh, from what I've heard from Reddit, are completely in- indistinguishable from each other. So you can expect that. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do a podcast called Not Really with Patrick Sandberg. Um, maybe we've been doing it for like three years. We're on a little bit of like an unplanned hiatus, just because. Uh, I mean, there's like a few reasons why. I mean, it's like we we both get super 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 busy with our day jobs, and then like there's also like sometimes. Sometimes I feel like I'm losing the inspiration to like talk a lot and like give my opinion, like shout my opinion. God, I wish, I wish I could lose the inspiration to do that. That's the only thing I feel called to do. Sometimes I feel like, is this cool? Like, is this actually cool to like do this? Mm -hmm. You know, I like go back and for us. Don't come for us. I mean, but is it cool? (laughs) (laughs) No. No, it's no, no. Cool. It's 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 not. But you can't think about it. You can't think that way because obviously none of this is cool. But it does help some people. People are entertained by it. No, you it's might cool. Be changing somebody's life. It know? actually is cool. Like, and all of like those those sort of messages you get from like listeners. It's just like it does. It does actually feel really good. But I guess just sometimes I get in my own head where I'm just like, is that cool? Like. Is this the look to be like screaming at your opinion about like everything all the time? But then I like have the need to like do it. Like, you know, me and Patrick are like gonna record probably like right after I get off with you because like we have so much to say. The new drag race contestants that were just announced for all stars, we're like, we have to talk about it now. Emergency pod. Mm-hmm. Well, you you mentioned the the Reddit saying some negative things about you. Do you do you check the Reddit? Do you do you see what people are reading about? I used to I used to check it more. I haven't checked it in like a month. Actually, ever ever since we kind of like started recording less frequently, like. I've stopped looking at the Reddit because I don't want to see people like complain about it. But in general, I'm like a star on Reddit. 
People are so nice about me on Reddit. Very interesting. You're the me of your podcast. Yeah, pe- people hate Patrick. People hate Patrick, and people hate, hate Patrick. People hate <laughs> him. Well, I've always said that. Like, I love Patrick because I'm a, I'm always uh you know that they, they talk about me and Patrick on uh, uh some of the Red Scare Reddits like uh, the gays and girls of Red Scare. They yes, they talk about us some and they always say like really really nice things about me and they're like so nice and i love them um (laughs) but i don't really check reddit that often anymore yeah i mean what's not to like about you paul you're you're kind of a total package i've always said that like patrick is the anna and i'm the dasha and i would say that it's like it's sort of it's easier to cancel or talk shit on like Patrick and Anna, but it's sort of like a bad look to like talk shit on me and Dasha. God damn it. I hate this. It's bad business. It's just like, it's weird. It's like, why would you like talk shit on Paul Cooper on the internet? It's like weird. Yeah. And it's not a, it's not a punching down scenario. It's just, it looks, it reflects poorly on you if you choose to do something like that. Yeah. So Jason, are you the Paul of the podcast? I'm the you of the podcast. Yeah. Okay. We kind of look the same too. We kind of have a similar, (laughs) we look a little, we like, we could be a little related. We both have a, a, we have a a healthy Mm -hmm. schnoz, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. You have that allergy season nose. <laughs> what about the ears? You got big ears? I have big ears too, yeah. Let's go. Let's go. They don't stick out, but they're like physically very, very large. Patrick told me that I was going to love you. <laughs> What's not to yeah. love about Big TJ? You know, I love I love Patrick. We've we've known each other on the internet for a long time, but I always get the feeling that he does or he, he does not think I'm cool, but he still does talk to me. So no, no, Patrick. Patrick loves you. The thing about Patrick is, is Patrick is Patrick is a, a very misunderstood creature. Specifically, like if Patrick's kind of standoffish or like whatever, if he's like Patrick, it kind of means that he's more comfortable with you. Patrick likes everybody. Patrick actually is not. Patrick's not an asshole. I love it. I love it when I get a when I get a text from Patrick that seems kind of aggressive but then i realize he just wants to talk about lana del rey because i you know what i mean it's like it's right. fun. his delivery patrick has a more aggressive delivery patrick's like the coolest person i've ever met like patrick's like the only person that when we started our mm-hmm. podcast it's like it was like oh like it could only be like me and patrick you know like patrick's the only person that I could like really i mean there's there's other people but like specifically with, with patrick we have this way of communicating with each other where we constantly um we constantly surprise each other and we don't actually know what the other person is going to say about a topic so it's like fun to podcast with him because like i will have no idea what he's going to say about something and he has that's rare and he has no idea like what my opinion is going to be so it's like really fun i love patrick and i hate that he moved to la but he's coming back this week to new york so we're all preparing for our like huge blowouts are you are you in new york chris yeah i'm in new york yeah yeah, yeah. i'm not preparing for any huge blowouts unfortunately i'm just out here grinding as you can imagine so well you'll friday night friday night you are what's happening friday night we'll probably we'll probably we'll probably go to the pier we've been going uh that's like a a, a pretty fun summer thing to do like in the daytime or like the late afternoon is like go to the pier now we have like the, the gay pier and the straight pier. Like now, now the straight people have their own pier on the other side of town, which is like very adjacent to like the Dime Square area and like that whole. So like they have their own pier. That's I'm familiar. Really I'm familiar with that pier. That pier is fucking fab. That pier is fucking nice. You would think the gay pier would be nicer. No, the gay pier is cool, but it's just like it's the gay pier. Like we already knows. We already know what like that gives. I never actually sit on the on the pier of the gay pier. We always sit uh off pier. 
just pier adjacent. Well, what goes down at the gay pier? Everyone just kind of gathers and you know have uh, have some natural wine and smoke some cigs. Is that is that what goes down? I mean, I say this when it's like the gay pier is like actually not the gay pier. It's like the straight couple pier. Like there's like actually probably no gay people there at all. <laughs> It's like all like straight couples on like dates, especially at nighttime. You're just like, who goes to a pier on a date? That's boring as hell. Come on, Chris. Oh my God. Are you like the worst date in the world? That's so cute. What do you mean? It sounds romantic to me, Chris. What about going to like a restaurant, like a normal person? Yeah. But then what do you do after the restaurant? You like, like go like walk by the water. That's so cute. Are you not a romantic? You walk all that palm aligo or French fries off. <laughs> you go home and you start, you know, you do it. touching some dick. Yeah. <laughs> What kind of, are you like a good dater? We both are in relationships and I pay more often than Jason does for in my relationship with him and my relationship with my partner. What what he lacks in emotion, he makes up for in dollars and I'm the opposite. Mm-hmm. I'm a great gift buyer. Jason's more of a Mr. Fix-It. I think guys should pay for everything. But you're a guy. Yeah. So who pays in your situation? With my situation, I sort of like paying for things like i probably like get off on that that's what you and chris have in common i feel really insecure about people like doing things for me i always like to like do things for myself and like pay for myself and like i would feel weird somebody like paying for me i would think that was like weird you don't want to ever feel like you owe somebody something or you're indebted to somebody because they got something for you right but i love putting people in the situation to feel that way about me i guess (laughs) yes yeah of course no i i I just like i've always liked that i don't know I mean, I think in some ways it's just traditional, and maybe that's my southern upbringing rearing its ugly head. Right. I like to I like to do all that stuff unless I'm with a straight guy. Then I let the straight guy like do like all that shit, and so I could like feel like the cunts. Like if me and you were together, and you like open the door for me, I would like definitely accept it and be like, mm, thank you, <laughs> just to, like feel feel fishy. No, I have to say, I have to say. Paul's top five New York dressers of all time that I've ever seen, to be honest. I, I, I've. Oh my God, really? Yeah, because it's like, it's just, there's something, I, I feel like there's just an innate swag that comes with be, like being raised here and you embody that in a nice way. Yeah. And like, if I could wear six gold chains and a tank top, I would. Unfortunately, that would look <laughs> crazy on me. The beard also, the beard is really, it, it's healthy. It's healthy. You know what I mean? It looks like you moisturize. I do. It's wet. It's always wet. What's the hair story underneath the do-rag, though? So right now, I'm, like, growing out. Like, uh, I bleached it, and then, like, it's, like, shitty and gross. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, right now, it's, like, very calico-colored. So I got to figure out what I'm You doing. normally keep a short haircut, though. I normally keep it short because it's, like, I don't have, like, a nice, like, it's, like, not, like, a cute, like, texture. Like, it, like, doesn't, like, look very good. It's, like, not curly. It's not straight. It's, like, weird and, like, wiry and, like... Like the hair follicles are thick, but they're like really spread out. Like, yeah. it's just not cute. I have to do like 40 things to like even keep the hair there. It's like I have to like fucking pills and fucking put this on it and put this on it. It's like, it's just, it's so much work. It's not worth it's it. So annoying. It's not yeah. worth it. Live your truth. Live your truth, Paul. Mm-hmm. Jason is very proud of his full head of hair, but you know, he's got other problems. So, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I'm growing out my Caesar right now. Your Caesar's looking a little Lego-y right now, King. You say it like it's a bad thing, Chris. It looks good. That's right. <laughs> Just wait until I shower, then it's really over for you fuckers. You haven't showered today? It's 3 o'clock. No, I was, I was doing some afternoon activities... So I was going to wait until after we potted. What do you do in the... Ap- like, like, what's like... Because uh, I actually don't really know you. Like, what's your, like... What's your life like? Like, what do you... <laughs> 
What's your afternoon like? We don't, we, Paul, we're already at an hour. We don't have time for that. I can tell you right now. He wakes up. He walks his dogs. He thinks that's exercise. He has three cups of coffee. He goes to Whole Foods. He fixes something around the house. He edits podcasts. He goes to sleep. Oh. I also play tennis. You have the best life. He's a great cook. Jason's an incredible, Jason's an incredible cook. Oh, I see that on your, on the, on the, on the gram. You're always, uh. Also, my, uh, my life partner is a, is a stylist as just like you. So I'm always, you know, offering second opinions on looks and things like that. So I have a pretty heavy hand in the fashion game, just like you guys. <laughs> It's a, uh, it's uh, it's a lady. I always feel like guys. See, this is the other thing with guys. It's like both of you mentioned your like partners, but like you never said like her or she. And you're just like, like how is anyone supposed to like like? Do you guys feel insecure by being like, oh yeah, I have a girlfriend? Jason says life partner as a joke on the show. It's like a it's like a bit. Okay, she's female identifying. She's female identifying. Yeah, on most mm-hmm. days. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, <laughs> I have no problem saying wife beater or girlfriend. Except when Jason's bottoming, she does identify as a female. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is sadly yeah. nowadays more often than not. <laughs> oh, are you the bottom? That's cool. It's lonely at the bottom, but we still make it work. Straight bottoms are cool. There's so many. There's so many girl tops now. There needs to be a proud bottom. Just like you're saying, there we 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 need buyers at Barney's, uh-huh. and we need we still need good bottoms out here. Uh-huh. Without us, the machine stops turning. You understand, Paul? Chris, are you a top or a bottom? I'm a top. Ooh, go up, go yeah, up. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm the top of this podcast for sure. Oh, really? Chris Ooh, is a shit. Chris is you know you know those fake tops where they act like tops out in the street. Baby, I sure <laughs> do. I sure do. <laughs> I Paul, you know the type. As soon as as soon as we lock the door and then dim that IKEA light, uh-huh. Chris says, "Where do you want me?" Ass up, ass up. First of all, this is a this is a Flos lamp. Thank you very much. I would never have IKEA lighting. And second of all, no. Okay, my butt is not up as you guys are saying. <laughs> and second of all, no. <laughs> Chris Black, he's open for business. That's all we got to say. Well, I hope I get to see that that sweet ass this weekend. Paul, you know what? I might make an appearance for you. We could we could mob out in Soho. Paul, let me buy you a coffee. You know what I mean? Like a real gentleman. I would love that. Hit the straight pier. Don't get any ideas. <laughs> there's probably more. There's actually probably more, more, more sex happening on the straight pier, to be completely honest. It's not the New York that I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Paul, thank you for joining us on How Long Gone. Oh, my God. Thank you guys for having me. I'm sorry that I like tried to reschedule 13 times today. I was like, oh, my God, I feel so, like such an asshole. It's okay. I played hardball with you, and, and, and we worked it out. Just like a fake top. When does this come out? <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. That does track. Uh, this comes out Friday. This comes out on Friday. If you're here, if you're listening to this, come to the pier and and murder me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, really quick, we uh, we play a song at the end of every episode. Is there a specific song that you'd like us to play you out with? Do share uh, Oogaboo. And then people can find your podcast and find you online where patreon.com slash not really. Um, also, it's like I don't know the other places podcasts are. And <laughs> what's the IG? Uh, Supo Kupo. We'll talk to you soon, Paul. Bye. Life's a game of hiding and seek, and what you find.
searching for you, but found something else. 